Welcome to Live to Grind. My name is Brennan C. Adams, serial entrepreneur, inventor, TV creator, and speaker, passionate about helping others create something great and become unforgettable. Join me each week to discuss practical ways to help you increase your income and impact as an influencer in your industry. My goal is to help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show and another Friday badass entrepreneur. Today we have Laura Peterson. You know, Laura was a part of the very first accelerator that we did. And believe it or not, this was a year ago. It's crazy how much time flies. And you're going to learn a lot from Laura. You're going to actually learn what she did to apply, which I've always applied to, well, one, work with influencers, which end up her working with us for Acceler Media Group. And two, just the power of being around a group. You know, one of the first emails I got from her, she she had this very detailed email. And I'm like, why don't you write a book? So I challenged her to write a book during the accelerator. She not only wrote a book, she wrote a book that was about 300 pages and published it and hit bestseller in a month. It's insane what you can do. So she talks about that journey. She talks about where she was before the accelerator, her digital nomad life, traveling to 40 countries, and then talks about her experience in the accelerator and the power of the mindset and just being around the right kind of people. And then now, fast forward a year, she's actually part of our team. We're about to bring somebody else on. We have three people a part of our podcasting department, and she's a producer of this show, Live to Grind. It's crazy to see what you can do when you set your mind to something and you work your ass off and you just add a lot of value. You're going to see some cool things in this show. You're going to learn the power of adding value and how to approach people and connect with influencers. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. If uh, if you're looking to join the Accelerator program, I always say this, but I, I really don't know how many more times I'll do this because it does take time, but I enjoy doing it. If you want to do more in 30 days and you've done probably in the last six months, then go to livetogrind.com forward slash accelerator and check out all the details there to get in the next Accelerator program. So let's jump right into it with Laura Peterson. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. Welcome to another segment of the Badass Entrepreneur Friday. Today, we have a special guest. We have Laura Peterson. How's it going, Laura? Hey, I'm so excited to be here. It's going really well. Uh, I'm excited to hear this journey because we were just talking and it was like a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago when you first started, like almost started the accelerator, right? Well, okay. So as we're recording this, it's what, mid, late September in 2017? September 20th, yeah. And I think the first time we ever talked was October of last year. So yeah, we're coming up on almost a year of our ever meeting. (laughs) It's crazy how fast time goes, but it's also crazy to see what is possible in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So before you even came across Accelerator, talk about just where your life was at and some of the things you were working on. Yeah. So a year ago, my husband and I were just coming back from Europe. So we lived abroad in Europe for a year. And before that, we were living in downtown San Diego. And now we're back in San Diego. Uh, long story short on that one. But we actually met in Arizona. I grew up in Orange County, California. 
So I've moved around a lot in a sense, just because I love other cultures and other places. As part of the reason I became an entrepreneur is I wanted to be location independent and be able to work from anywhere in the world, not just Digital in the US. Digital nomad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Digital nomad. And I've got amazing stories on that. I've been to over 40 countries. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. And I uh, speak Spanish and German and obviously English. <laughs> um, so... I guess I would just describe myself as a lifelong learner and a nerd, a fun nerd. And I'm also a teacher. I have a background in education. So a little bit, if you want to take me back, take it back to like my real roots, I was really good in school. So I know different from you, a little bit of a different story there. And that was just because my parents, neither of them graduated from college and they just like struggled when I was younger. And so they thought that the recipe for success for their kids was to go to the best school possible, get a good job and work your way up the ladder and stay in one job forever and you'll be good. Um, so that's kind of the path that I followed and I got a lot of positive feedback from doing well in school. So I just kept on doing that and I never thought about anything else. But when I was in college, I went to UCLA and I studied abroad in Germany for a year. This was 2001 to 2002. So I was actually there when September 11th happened, which is... Oh, wow. Yeah, which is another really fascinating, different experience and some stories wrapped up in that. Uh, but studying abroad in Germany gave me such a different perspective in the world because I grew up in Orange County and I thought, wow, I would never want to live anywhere else. I'm so lucky. Southern California is amazing, which it is. But I kind of thought it was like better than everybody, which I think is definitely a, maybe a trend of Americanism as well. We're kind of like, we're the best country and no one else can beat us. So after living in Germany, I was like, oh my gosh. And I backpacked all over Europe. I was like, there's so many amazing cultures and places I want to go and visit. And people are doing things differently and there's different cultural norms and they're not wrong or right, but it kind of let me, let me reflect on that. So after coming back from that experience, I was, my eyes were just open to different things. And my dad happened to give me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Nice. Nice. So that, that book kind of opened your eyes. Oh, completely. I had never thought about money. I had never thought about investing. My my parents were very responsible with money, but you know, there's like people who waste it all. There's people who save it all. And then there's people who invest it all. You know, my parents were in the middle. So they thought money was hard to get. Once you get it, you hold it, you save it, you, you know, do safe, uh, long-term things and that's it but they didn't really understand the investing side to make it grow. So that was sort of my mindset. And I never thought about anything else. But after I read that book, I was like, Oh, I want to start businesses and I want to become an investor and I want to own real estate and I want to do all this stuff. So, and that was at age 21, which is the formative time anyway. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of the path that got me started on the entrepreneurial journey. It's so cool to see because I actually just did a post and I said, when did you first read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? And people are putting their, their age and what happened. And I thought about, I was 20 when I read it and mm-hmm. 20 years old and I was in college. Like I said, I wasn't doing very good grades. I didn't really know what I wanted, but I realized I knew if I wanted something in life, I had to set the goal. I had to be strategic about it and focus on it. Just like you experienced. I mean, the book, it opened your eyes. I think we all need an eye opener or a different experience. And so many people, you're like, we had the same raising. I, my parents didn't know that you could conquer the world and be whoever you want. They just knew what they knew. Right. Mm-hmm. So in society, we, we have this self-limiting beliefs and we, we need to be open up. And that's why this is why I love doing the accelerator or mastermind yes. 
to open our minds. So yeah, let's, let's and to be, to be bigger. Well, I was say, and be around people who do recognize there are other things outside of the little bubble that you're in. Because I just grew up with other people. I was friends with all the nerds who were doing like valedictorian and going to the top schools and they became lawyers and doctors, which is awesome. That's a great path for some people, but it wasn't for me, but I didn't know anything else until I was opened up to that idea and started to surround myself with other people who saw that as possible. And, you know, with your accelerator that just leveled it up to a whole new, another stratosphere. It, it was like living rich dad, poor dad. <laughs> yeah. So, what, I'm thinking so, rich. <laughs> so where did you see, so talk yeah. about when you first saw even to get in, how did you even know me? Yeah. Okay. So I guess I, I still didn't fully answer your original question. So a year ago, I was still involved with my tutoring and test prep company. So after I read Rich Dad Poor Dad at 21, I wanted to invest in real estate and start businesses. And I did buy my first house. That's why I moved to Arizona in uh, 2004. I think I bought it or 2005. Um, It went completely underwater because the market crashed, but I held on to it and it's rented out now. And so I'm really happy about that. But I struggled to start a business and this is back in the 2000s. It wasn't online world wasn't there like it is now. Um, you know, everyone I was surrounded with didn't get what I was talking about with the whole business thing. They thought I was like weird. So I really struggled and I ended up running back to what I knew, which is education. So I did a master's in education and I taught high school math and psychology for five years and I traveled all over the place and during the summers. Um, so it's part of the reason I got up to 40 countries, but right when I was about to turn 30, it was my fifth year teaching. I just knew I had to be an entrepreneur. I don't know why I just had to do it. And so I decided to just quit teaching full time. People are like, what are you doing? You have another job lined up. And I was like, no, (laughs) they're like, you're crazy. I'm like, I have to do this. I had squirreled away a lot of money while I was teaching because I'm good at saving. So I was like, I've got a runway. I can support myself, you know, as things don't take off right away. And I met a business partner. You know him as well. His name is Todd Van Duzer. He was yep. at the first YEC. He's been on the show, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's he? Oh, I haven't heard that one. I'll have to go back and listen. Uh, but yeah, he and I started a tutoring test prep company together. This was 2011, 2012 called Student Tutor. And it's still alive and growing today. So a year ago, I was still working on it, but my heart was falling out of it. It's an amazing company. Todd's an amazing guy, but I think I was just kind of tired of that focus around math and SAT prep and all that. And I was getting so much more into podcasting and digital marketing. And on the side, I was helping a friend with podcast production and we were starting to take on clients and I was getting paid by media agencies to do social media management for their clients. So I was kind of already starting to go down this other path. So when my husband and I got back from Europe a year ago, I had also been feeling this, um, uh, what's the word? I'm not thinking of the right word, not atrophy, but I kind of felt like where I was in Germany, I wasn't surrounded by other entrepreneurs. And if I was, a lot of them were speaking German and it wasn't in English and my German wasn't strong enough to really do that high level business over there. So once I got back, I was like, ah, like I need to get involved in everything. I was like finally back in my element. And I went to every networking event in San Diego and was just like super open to meeting people and connecting and interviewing people on my podcast and just making those connections. And so one of my first clients with the podcast production company, she knew you. Her name is Megan Alonzo. So yep. shout out to Megan Alonzo of Amua Services. And, uh, 
she told me in October, Hey, I know you've got this amazing mastermind that you do. Cause I am a part of a mastermind that's completely free. It's just three of us organically made it together, including Melissa Sue Tucker. Shout out. She's now yeah, in our mastermind awesome. with yeah. us. So I've known her for about a year and a half. And so Megan asked me, how did you get this great mastermind? I'm like, well, it's free. We just made it together organically. She's like, I've tried that, but I feel like I need to be in a mastermind where people actually pay to be a part of it because they're going to take it more seriously. And I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but I hadn't done it yet. And so like a week later, she just texted me the link over to your page and was like, I'm on the fence, but I think I'm going to do it. It's more than I want to spend, but I don't know. And so I was just like, oh, I'll just look at it. So I opened it up and I scrolled down and I saw a video testimonial from John Lee Dumas, who's like huge in podcasting. And I was like, oh, John Lee Dumas is supporting this guy, Brandon. Okay. And then I saw Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, which I'm like obsessed with that show. And I was like, oh, okay. This guy like knows what he's doing. And I had seen an interview with you and Caleb Maddox, who I actually discovered before you. And I was like, this kid is amazing. So I was like, okay. In my mind, I was thinking... This guy, Brandon, is a few steps ahead of me. He's connected with people I want to be connected with. He's working even harder than I think I am, and I'm working (laughs) hard. (laughs) I want to be surrounded by that. And for me at the time as well, the money was like, that was really hard for me to do. But just like anything, when you really want something, you make it happen. Make it happen. You don't make excuses. You commit. Yeah. So, oh, and then I want to say too, I followed you on Snapchat because you had put that somewhere and I I had been watching your stuff and I was like, okay, he's saying things I agree with. He comes off really confident, maybe borderline cocky, (laughs) (laughs) but if you get past that, like at your core, you really do care about people and you really are generous. So I was like, okay, I like this guy. I agree with what he's saying. And I think I snapped you and said, I'm thinking about doing the accelerator. Megan connected you, me to it. And you wrote back like right away, like would love to have you. And you like engaged me. I was like, okay, he seems like authentic and real. And that is what made me decide, you know what? I'm just going to do it. It's so cool (laughs) to see. You look at, you see me one place and another, and obviously the proof of concept, that's everybody should have credibility or testimonials. Yes. Personal action. I know you love Gary Vee. Yeah. It's all about (laughs) reaching out and connecting with people. You know, Lewis Howe, I was just at the Summit of Greatness and Lewis Howe, somebody asked him, how do you grow a big podcast audience? He said, he's like, when I went on Ellen show, he's like, I sold like 300 books, but he's like 80 to 90% of you in this room right now, I've probably talked to you in person or reached Mm. out or interacted with you. He said, if you want to grow something or you want to excel anything, you have to be personable with everyone. Yeah. So there, there's something to say about that. So you, you went in the program. Tell me your experience because I, I, I will never forget this. Talk about your experience going through the accelerator. Okay. Well, yeah, I'd be interested to hear your first impression of me too. That would be kind <laughs> of fun. Um, so I remember the first time we had a first call because included in it is a 20-minute private one-on-one call with you, which also really got me. And I'm not sure if you're still doing that or not. You'll have, you'll have to yeah, remind yeah me. I, I do. I, I mean, to me, I also, that was a huge selling point for me. I was like, wow, most people who do this kind of stuff, you can't get direct access to them. It's maybe only in groups or like they have some person on their team running it and they just pop in to say hello or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to get 
multiple calls regularly with him one-on-one, I was like, okay, that makes it worth it. If nothing else, just to build a relationship with this and you'll know who I am. You know what I mean? And it's just like opening the door or whatever. So I remember our first call um, and you had given me the homework of writing out my goals, my current obstacles and something else. There were like three things. And I wrote like a novel of information, but very clear. (laughs) very clear and bulleted out because I put a lot of thought into it. And I think that you said I wrote the most of anybody else. And I obviously put like the most time and thought into it from anyone else. So I don't know if, what else you're so when I When I opened the email, I saw how detailed it was. And I instantly <laughs> said, have you wrote a book before? Yeah. Then no, I'm like, you need to write a book and that's what you're going to focus on. And I challenge you to write a book and get it done during the program. Mm-hmm. So you, you focus on that. You literally were waking up at like 4am and what was that journey like, like writing? Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because three different people in one week's time asked me, why don't you have a book yet or recommended write a book? You were the first one. And then a mutual friend named Eric Yang, who's amazing. And then James Altucher also gave that same advice all within a week. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like the universe is telling me write a damn book. And then I thought, wow, okay. I'm in this accelerator right now. What an amazing opportunity to show you what I can do. Cause I'm super competitive and I love to impress whoever the leader is. Like that's yeah. my personality. I was a good student. So I want to impress the teacher. That's like, this, you know, that's me. <laughs> so, and you made a contest and whoever wins, like whoever does the best gets prizes. And I was like, Oh, I'm watch out everybody. So I was like, okay, if I write this book during the accelerator, not only am I going to prove to you that I'm serious and can do great stuff. I also have this built in group of people who are going to support me. They're going to buy the book. They're going to share it. They're going to give me encouragement along the way. That's like the power of the mastermind and the group that you've got around you. And I thought it was also just like a great marketing sales point to say, I wrote and published this thing in 30 days. Like not many people can say that. So I was like, okay, all around, this is a great idea. (laughs) So let's do it. So in 30 days, I had zero idea to publish on Amazon and hit number one bestseller in my category. But you did it. Yeah, I did it in 30 days. Yeah. For people who want to go back to the show notes and uh, watch the video version of this, I'm holding up my book. It's called Copywriting for Podcasters, How to Grow Your Podcast Brand and Business with Compelling Copy. And the print version is about 350 pages. (laughs) Yeah. So this isn't no like short book. Like for all you watching, listening, (laughs) this, this book wasn't like a 50, 70 page book. We're talking 300. Like this is why I said write a book <laughs> because they're noticing everything and doing it. So, so what was a big takeaway? So obviously you hit bestseller and you wrote a book, but you look back on your experience with the accelerator, yeah. the biggest like takeaways you had. The first thing that comes to mind is think bigger. So in some ways I think I'm a very confident person, but then being around you who is like another level up, it rubbed off on me and it helped, <laughs> it helped me feel like that external validation of like, oh wow, like he also believes in what I can do. He's pushing me. You know what? I can. And sometimes, you know, as an entrepreneur, it can be lonely. Like mm-hmm. maybe your spouse or significant other doesn't fully get it or your parents don't get it. I mean, my parents support me 100%, but 
there are all the times that I felt really down, like I'm not making enough money. What's going on? They're like, don't worry, you can go get a job. And I'm like, you don't understand. (laughs) And so I get crazy, like, no. So, you know, even friends that mean the best for you, they just don't fully get it. So to be a part of a group and then be essentially mentored with someone like you who does get it and will never quit. It just pushes you to think bigger and to go past those obstacles and also just not let them slow you down as much. Like I think we all still hit walls, but instead of letting it tear you down for a month or a year, it tears you down for an hour or two hours. And you're like, okay, take a breath, go walk the dog and then come back and just hit it harder. And so I think thinking bigger is one of the central themes that I got from working with you in the accelerator. So the one thing I got is, so I, I told you, I said, pick three influencers, reach out mm-hmm. and offer to work for them for free. Do yes. add value to them. And then you messaged me and I didn't expect this at all. And you're like, well, how about I help you with some podcasting stuff? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, let's see what you got. <laughs> and then, well, fast forward a year, you're the producer of our show. <laughs> so it, it, it's cool to see when you can add value. And for all you listeners, I always mm-hmm. offer this opportunity to people. Very rarely do people take it. And the ones that do are the ones with our team working on it. So that was like the biggest thing I saw that you were motivated. Yeah. Put in the work. Yes, you hit bestseller, but you will you were willing to add value. And now it's like, wow, you create all this content. You've helped grow our podcast show and everything else we do. So that was really cool to see. So let's, let's talk about where you're at today. Yeah. Well, and just to touch on that too, just to give advice to people from, from my side of it, you know, you said to me, why don't you do some work for free for somebody that you want to be connected with someone who is further ahead of than you and where you want to be, but you can add them value in an area that they could use help with. And so I wrote down different ideas of people who I knew had podcasts and maybe they were like medium sized. So they weren't like super ginormous and they probably already have a massive system already going, but they're like up and coming and like about to maybe explode, but they don't have the full team built out yet. And so I wrote down some people that I thought about that. And I was like, well, what about you? You've got three podcasts. I didn't know if you were doing it yourself or if you had what you had on the back of the team. So I didn't even know if it was a possibility but I thought either way, if I suggested, at least, you know, I'm like thoughtful, you know? Yeah. And so when I said it, you're like, oh, okay. Cause there were other people on your team doing it, but they could be freed up to do other things that, cause that wasn't maybe their true passion and wheelhouse where it was with mine. And so I remember you sent me a file and I edited it. And then I was like, do you want me to also upload this for you? And you're like, oh, you can do that. And I was like, yes. Do you want me to do the show notes? Oh, you can do that. You can do that. You can do that. And I just kept adding, 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 adding. Till eventually you're just like, holy crap, I didn't know you could do all this stuff. But I feel like that's a great example for people because if you just cold pitch someone like, hey, I want to help you out, now the other person has to think. Like when I'm hiring someone, I have so oh, it's like overwhelming to think about all the things I have to train them on and think about and get ready for them. But yeah. if you just create it and hand it to them with a bow on it and say, like, no strings attached, I'm just trying to give you value, they're just like they feel this relief off their shoulders. Like, wow, this is amazing. And you're giving before asking for something. So that's what I was trying to do is just keep on adding and adding more stuff and make it a no brainer for you. Make it a no brainer. That's Mm -hmm. just make it a no brainer. so many people, they hesitate. You just ran with it and made it your project. And obviously (laughs) all the value is there. And now 
we actually offer the service to people. <laughs> yeah, I know. So a year ago, we had never spoken. Today, we are business partners. So I don't just work for you. I work with you. Right. I'm now, yeah, I'm the fourth member of Accelerate Media Group Live to Grind team. So I mean, I feel like that's incredible. Like It is. Just, <laughs> it's so, a story to tell. Many, yeah. Because, because of the fact we did, and now it's like we just closed a couple of big deals where it's, it's mm-hmm. doing a lot of podcasting for somebody. And again, it comes down to, I preach this all the time, add so much value to somebody where they can't turn it down. You, you work with them and then it leads to many great opportunities. Exactly. And you know, even if there wasn't space on the team, or even if you didn't invite me on, like you would then have felt confident to refer me to your buddy JLD when he needed help or, you know, Kevin Harrington's assistant who was asking for somebody, you know? So like you can't lose from it necessarily. You know what I mean? So it it makes so much sense. Even if it's not a monetary direct correlation trade, you're getting a lot of value by giving value and just trusting that it's all karma is going to come around somehow. So we, we covered a lot of stuff and you know, we, we go, (laughs) we go into like, I say the branding for yourself, the acronym brand and clearly for books, you're, I mean, you, you, you have the book aspect of things. What about like recording video? Are you like you're creating Facebook lives here and there, obviously. And then you're Mm -hmm. sometimes working with us on different video content, but what are some other things you're doing? Yeah. So, you know, I still have a personal brand, which I am still trying to grow and not let it completely go away. Cause you know, even you teach that, like you got to keep going your personal brand, you know, no matter what. So that's called copy the pops. There's a podcast associated with that. That's been for a year and a half. Um, I'm now creating products and courses to help people, around podcasting, around writing a book. Yeah. Uh, so, but with video specifically, I can tell you, I had never done a Facebook live before our accelerator. I was nervous. My hands were shaking. Like I was actually even just nervous to talk to you on the phone because I was like, I don't want to mess up. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah. make a good impression. And so for my first Facebook live, I had a little sticky note with like bullet points of things I wanted to remember. And I put it up on the screen right next to the camera. So I could just look at it, you know, if I got lost. And I was a little shaky and nervous and I stumbled over my words and I felt awkward. But by the third time I was like, this is fun. No worries. And if I mess up, who cares? That's real. So you're pushing me to do that just made me close like the gaps that would have taken me years to get comfortable with. Like just do it. Everybody, everybody needs accountability. And I'm just thinking through this right now, like the whole brand aspect for the books and, and writing books, like you're helping people at bestseller. For recording video, mm-hmm. I mean, we're doing video content, um, yep. podcasting, you're, you're living it for your podcast show, also through with doing it for the Live to Grind show. Uh, networking, like the masterminds we have, all that, you're there for the networking and, yep. and making yourself different. All these, you're living what mm-hmm. Accelerator was, living it. And that, I mean, for we all sure. live it. I mean, that's kind of our Bible almost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, with audio, with podcasting, I started my show before we met, but I can just say in the year and a half I've done it, I'm a far more confident speaker. I feel even right now, I'm like, you know, you watch yourself from a third person. I can't believe how fast I'm talking and how like coherently I think I'm talking. Hopefully you agree uh, about this stuff because I've had practice on my own show for a year and a half. Like you just get better with this stuff by doing it. So don't wait till you feel perfect and ready. Just go. Exactly. You just have to do it. And clearly you jumped in, you did it. And 
look back a year, how much has happened. And it's just Mm -hmm. the beginning. It's just the beginning. For sure. So so everything you've learned, what would be some main takeaways? I mean, just in the past year for this whole journey, what would be the takeaways that could help the audience and help them in their journey? Well, kind of touch again on the end, I would say is a huge takeaway with networking. So things have been exploding for me in part because I've been so open to meeting people and just authentically connecting with them without like, I'm not even thinking about what I can get from them. So back here in San Diego, which I really am happy to be in because it's such a hub for online marketers for sure. Like I through networking persistence and follow-up somehow got to be in the first meeting in a mastermind with Pat Flynn. And now I am the only person who has attended every single meeting. And wow. guess what? Yeah. And guess what? He's been out of town two uh, weekends in a, or two uh, meetings in a row. And he asked me to lead the group in his stead. Nice. Yeah. Like a year ago, I would have like died to meet Pat Flynn. And now I'm running his meetings for him when he's out of town. Like imagine what can happen to you if you just like get out there, meet and people, show up, show up, follow through, just like show you're committed and your value, you know? And I'm not like the first time I'm, you know, meeting him, I'm not like asking him all these favors and stuff. It's like, you just want to start building relationships. So I think networking is hugely important. And even if you're a little bit introverted, you can still do it in your own way and you can take breaks in between so that you're not overwhelmed by it. But go in there and instead of maybe even saying, What's your business? How much do you make in revenue? Uh, what can you, how big is your podcast show? Ask them, where are they from? What yeah. do they like to do in their free time? Like, what's your do hobby? Do you have kids? Yeah. yeah. Like get to know them as an actual person. And that's what I think that's so powerful too about an, an accelerator and a mastermind because you're getting to know people in a longer form and in a up. deeper way. Yeah. And that's how you really connect with people is as people, not as like business entities. So I think that's a huge takeaway around networking is just put yourself out there, try to actually connect with people in a real way. It's so true. It is true. And even go to events. I see people that just, they, I mean, if you want to connect with anyone, I was just at the Lewis house event. So many people came up to me and they, obviously advice or, Hey, talk about you and this and that is an influencer. Somebody that's like making their way up. They just want to be talked to as a human. Yeah. Uh, for me, I just want to have some conversations, hang out with my girlfriend, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but no, just talk to people, their regular life and, and don't mm-hmm. go right into business. You don't have to. And, mm-hmm. and then you're more likely to get a connection. I'm just like you did there with Pat Flynn and for anybody else. This, this is so cool to see uh, for you watching, listening. You, you see what's possible when yeah. you, for one, go through Accelerator, but follow the things that I taught, but also add value. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I always say. Add value, add value, add value. Show up, be persistent, consistent with it. You will see results. Most people give up where they're not willing to do that up front. Mm-hmm. And clearly, here is a success story from how it happened. And... Uh, I'm just, it's, it's cool to see what is happened now and what's happening in the future. And uh, yeah, so, so where can people find you, Laura, if they want to, for one, become a bestseller or yeah. just find you <laughs> on social media? So the best place uh, to find kind of link out to everything is copythatpops.com. And I've got a free training on writing and publishing of a seller. I've got a course. I've got 
I'm increasingly writing really epic blog posts to help people completely for free, even if you never no. buy anything from me. No, yeah. you're not writing. Oh yeah, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> and uh, I've got the podcast there too. And then in terms of social media, my handle for everything is laptop Laura. Awesome. Awesome. That will all be in the notes, obviously, yes. because Laura is the one who can be great now. <laughs> well, I'm, well, now we have a team that actually does it all. I, I just, over, yeah, I just oversee it now. So I'll, I'll keep my eye out, make sure it looks She'll keep her out. So that, that's actually that it's crazy. Now I look back at it a year ago, I, I was doing most stuff on my own and now we have two people on the podcasting team and probably soon three mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. all in a short period of time. Yeah. It, it's crazy. It's crazy what, uh, what's possible. So for all of you listening, definitely, uh, follow her and, and take this to heart, really see what's possible when you apply these principles. This is from thinking you're rich. This is from accelerator, what I teach and give so much value to people where they want to work with you. They will, they want to be a part of what you're doing. And clearly that the result is seen here. And, uh, as always, everybody, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to check out the notes at livebegrind.com. You can see all the details in the video version there. And also, if you want to get into the Accelerator program, go to livebegrind.com forward slash accelerator. At the notes, you can see all the details to follow Laura. If you're looking to become a bestseller, she definitely knows the system. And, you know, I always say, if you want to achieve something in life, find somebody who's already achieved what you want to achieve, follow in their footsteps and learn from them. And that's exactly if you want to become a bestseller, just go and check out her stuff and uh, become a bestseller yourself. I know we're, I've delayed it, but we're soon going to be launching from my book, which I am excited about. And we got so many things going on with Live to Grind with our event in December and also for the premiere of Thinking Rich Legacy. It's just getting started. So I hope you enjoyed this show. Be sure to follow me on social media, Brandon T. Adams 18. And check out everything we got at livedegrind.com. And as always, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>